Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Vegan Food and Living Simply Vegan Podcast with me, Holly Johnson, and my co-host, Molly Pickering. Yep, it's the Holly and Molly Show. Each week, we'll be ranting about vegan news, raving about new food launches, and responding to your questions on all things plant-based. I also chat to vegan chefs, experts, and influencers about everything from fermented food and nutrition to weight loss, herbalism, and seaweed. Welcome to this week's episode, everybody. And I'd like to start off with some very exciting news that we are drum roll again, Molly. <laughs> I'm so bad at these drum rolls. I can't do it. Should I just... last, last week's drum roll was, was hideous. I think I actually edited Terrible. it out. It was that bad. I think so. I did notice that. And I'm glad you did. <laughs> but this is a real drum roll moment. We are number three number three in the UK food charts for Amazing. Apple Podcasts. We're above Heston Blumenthal. I mean, what? <laughs> what is this? I... <laughs> I don't even know I what to say. Not at all. Above Heston? What? I, I need to listen to his podcast. And I know I've not listened to his podcast to be fair, but if Heston listens to this one, that would be amazing. What that, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, he's going to be like, oh my god, like I need to listen to Simply Vegan podcast to get some yeah. tips because they're better than me. <laughs> yes, welcome to the real world, Heston. Everyone's <laughs> a vegan now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's you know rather than um, it being like an ego trip, um, I just feel so excited and happy that a vegan yeah. podcast is number three in the charts I mean it's amazing how incredible it's it just makes me feel better because often on this show it can 
you know, it can affect you a little bit because you think, oh, you know, why can't we make these changes and why isn't exactly. everyone making these changes? So it's just so nice to have some good news. And thank you, thank you, thank you to all our listeners for supporting us because without you, then we, you know, we're, we're just talking to ourselves. So <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to know that someone's listening. It is, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, a couple of news stories for this week. First of all, um, we have the Animal Rebellion March coming up in London on the Saturday, the 28th of August. I am actually thinking about going, which would be... Really? My, yeah. And I'm do it. Like, I think do it. Go. I If I was, I'm getting a tattoo that day, I can't go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> busy getting a tattoo. I hope it's like busy, something vegan. Um, it, it, yes, it is. <laughs> You're it's lying. The simply, it's the Simply Vegan logo, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> oh that'd be so cool we should both get matching simply vegan yeah. tattoos with number three ranked next to it yes and heston's face like below yeah let's go let's go god we're yeah. so we're in our heads about this now yeah we are yeah <laughs> um yeah i am thinking about going my daughter who's 15 is really up for it um i've never done any any activism before mm. uh, other than obviously you know spreading the word via the podcast via you know online um, activism exactly sharing posts and cooking amazing meals for friends I've never done anything like that so I'm a bit I'm a bit I don't know not scared but I think do it honestly I think it's a really like if you you're in the position to do it and like you have the time definitely do it I think it's really liberating and it's um coming together with like so many like-minded people is it's like really inspiring I think I feel like the time has come you know it's yeah with the climate crisis is getting worse and I feel like I need to sort of stand up and be counted so yeah watch this space I'll I'll keep you posted I think it'd also be a really good um experience for your daughter as well like at such a young age to sort of see you know the movement and how large it actually is I do. Yeah. I mean, my mum was kind of like, really, you're taking her to the city? And obviously with COVID, we're all a bit like, yeah. oh, you know, a bit more scared than usual, aren't we? Whereas yeah. know, in the past, I would have just hopped on a train. Um, but yeah, she's really passionate about it. And I, yeah, I do feel like it would be a great experience for her. I know, you know, I wish I'd gone to things like that at 15. But yeah, anyway. It's so cool. Um, you're a cool mom. <laughs> trying. Um, the second bit of news it's been a bit of a slow news week hasn't it but um, another bit of news over on the vegan food and living website as always is that a professional British cyclist um, called Cameron Jeffers has switched to a plant-based diet in a bid to improve his athletic performance and it's quite incredible isn't it what happened when he switched so you wrote this story didn't you Molly so you can I did fresh off the press (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so he's done like a 30-day trial essentially and he's worked with um worked with this nutrition company to examine how like athletes bodies can cope with and uh, a vegan on a vegan diet um and the findings are mad I think he's like iron boosted by like over 70 percent um his cholesterol levels dropped um unfortunately not unfortunately because I think there is a positive to it he's not he's not stuck to the vegan diet but he has said that he's now 
switched from, so I think it's like 50-50 throughout the week, which I think, you know, small steps and that's how it's going to, you know, how it's going to work. Yeah, I mean, a 77% rise in his iron levels because obviously people think, well, you know, you give up meat and you're going to be iron deficient. You're going to get anemia because you need your steak because it's full of iron. Um, But vegetables are full of iron and so many spinach (laughs) yeah yeah so many so many other foods are packed with iron and yeah that's an amazing result and such a shame that he's not stayed vegan but like you say it's still good that he's he's sort of yeah it's it's obviously impacted him and his yeah lifestyle choices I think you've got to kind of look at it from a broader perspective as well as just like if he's come forward and he's another athlete that has said I've thrived on a vegan diet. I think he actually said that like doing competitions and stuff, being a vegan would give him the upper hand. So hearing that, you know, from someone as in his status or on his platform, sorry, um, you know, commending the vegan diet, I think is great. Yeah. Brilliant news. Always good to have some nice positive news stories. (laughs) Uh, Well, let's go on to our product reviews this week then. So we were reviewing the Beyond Meat selection, weren't we? So how do you get on with these? Oh, so obviously I know Beyond Meat. I've had Beyond Meat before, mainly like the burgers when I've gone out and like in restaurants and stuff. Uh, But I've never had the like sausages, the hot dogs. Um, And we got sent the mints as well, which was lush um I had the hot dogs today actually um I went all out I've tried to be good and then I feel like with these with these huge sausages you just have to kind of go all out and you've got to be filthy with them so we had like gherkins uh fried onions um we had like bacon like plant-based bacon obviously um mustard ketchup the whole oh molly that sounds incredible i know i know i I feel sick (laughs) (laughs) what did you think of them they were so good so like we um like fried them on like a griddle pan and um they're like out a bit like caramelized really nice but also very crispy um they had a good bite to it they're obviously massive um yeah they're huge aren't they yeah, I think people do kind of get a bit put off by the price, but I think for the quality that you get and, you know, the, the size, it is good. Um, yeah, so they're £5 for two, aren't they? Unless you can yeah. find them on offer. They are, they are often on offer. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the same with the burgers, they're £5 for two, although, you know, again, they're usually reduced by at least a pound. Um, yeah, yeah they, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because you kind of wonder why they are so pricey because you yeah. know if you're doing a barbecue or something that really does add up definitely um but yeah the sausages it, it made me laugh because I haven't tried the sausages before either and have yeah. you seen the um the social media sort of meme type posts that's been doing the rounds with the beyond no. meat sausages you have no <laughs> they well how, how am I going to explain this um the sausages have kind of um morphed into a shape in the packet to okay. look like male genitalia amazing <laughs> <laughs> which is annoying because it's like don't be put off but anyway yeah I cooked these and... don't be put off <laughs> <laughs> well actually okay. it could be it could be a selling point I don't know but anyway let's know 
we won't get into that we'll stop that right there let's not get off track the sausages are great the burgers I have had them before and fried them and they were they were really nice lovely sort of good size to them this time I tried them and I did them in the oven and I don't think they were as good because the texture was a bit too soft for me yeah I know what you mean I think you do need to pan fry them which I, I often try to avoid I mean my husband's just slap happy with the oil you know he doesn't seem yeah to care. and I'm you know I do try and limit maybe the grill might be better yeah that's a good idea because I find where like whatever burgers I put in the oven they do just kind of I don't know especially if they're frozen ones I just the water in it and I don't think it it makes them I don't know go as crispy and delicious as when you fry them yeah <laughs> <laughs> getting hungry again (laughs) no I'm not I promise (laughs) yeah it's funny isn't it I think you have to remember that this isn't meat so you can't necessarily cook it the same way as meat um and it the thing is you you forget because it looks so similar and it tastes so similar that I think you just think oh and you know going on to our next review which is of a brand called Dopsu um Mm -hmm. I did cook some of this in the same way I would have cooked meat back in the day yeah um and I kind of I threw the frozen pieces in the pan and then covered it in um so I did the duck and I covered it in like hoisin sauce yeah but it was just too wet so I had to really fry it off yeah I find that crisp on it Mm, I also find that they cook obviously because it's not meat you don't have to cook it for so long um but which is kind of a positive, really, because you can just cook something up really quickly. Um, I had so I had the chicken pieces and um, I've also tried the pork. And what else did I try? We tried the duck as well. We did the similar thing with the hoisin sauce. And I find, again, with most like duck replacements, I've got to like add the hoisin at the very last minute so that I cook all the moisture out of the duck first. And then it kind of like caramelizes in with the sauce. Yeah. Um, but I did really enjoy it. I've not, it's the first time trying that brand and Dopsu. Um, I really like it. They gave us so much stuff. It was great. Yeah. So they've got like um, no chicken, no pork, no lamb, no beef. They've got yeah. a whole range. The lamb and is what I tried. Yeah. That was delicious. That did was so you? Nice. So yeah. It was really good. I haven't tried that one yet because I've never really eaten lamb. I don't know if I've ever eaten it in my life, actually. Really? No, Fair think, enough. Well done. I don't think so. Anyway, I mean, stupidly, probably because it's like, oh, no, I can't eat a poor little lamb. Yeah, but, I'm Welsh, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> I've, had, I've had lamb before, but that is long gone now. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, yeah, I haven't tried that one yet, but I've tried the duck and the chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a kind of new brand, and it's currently only available on Amazon. It's £3 a pack. So... I'm hoping that with like a lot of these brands, the more that people buy it and the more investment they get, the wider Definitely. spread it will be. So yeah. go and check it out. Um, it's D-O-P-S-U. Um, and then, you know, hopefully we'll end up seeing it in the supermarkets. But yeah, really nice sort of chunky pieces of meat. Yeah. Isn't it? It's good freezer food just to have, you know, if yeah. you're thinking about making a curry or like a pasta or something like that, it's good to just have in the freezer. And like I said, they're quick. Yeah. Or if you've got anyone who's a meat eater who you need to 
you know, make something for converts who's, you know, (laughs) allergic to kind of chickpeas or anything like that. (laughs) Not literally allergic, but, you know, like I couldn't eat that. Like my son. Refuses. Yeah. Like my son, basically. Every day he announces that he doesn't like something else. So he used to love my chickpea and spinach curry. Now he hates it. Um, so it's like, oh, I've done you a chicken curry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's just a chart, like a, how old is, do you say he's nine? Nine, yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like that's just the age, isn't it? My brother was horrible when he was nine years old. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying your son's horrible at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's pretty good, bless him. But it's just, it's, I find it very difficult. In, in fact, incredibly difficult because, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I spend my life fighting against factory farming and fighting against yeah. um, meat production and, and kind of really being so passionate about it. And then when he really wants to eat meat, I, yeah, I find it incredibly hard. I yeah. don't go to the supermarket. I won't go to the supermarket and buy meat. I just can't do it. I've tried, yeah. I've stood in the aisle, I've looked at it and I just kind of get this sort of like panicky feeling. Yeah. Just the smell as well, isn't it? Like you, the smell of it's horrible. It's just all of it. Yeah. It's like, this is my money and I'm funding the things that I'm fighting against. So I, yeah, I find it really difficult. Um, it's mainly when we go out that he mm-hmm. will have the meat option and, and choose it. Um, but again, I find that difficult because then I think, well, then we're not selecting where the meats come from. It's yeah. probably from a factory farm, but anyway, I think you're doing very good you're doing your best and that's all you can do it's a very difficult age isn't it and I think at the end of the day like as long as you're like initiating those ideas in him already and like you said you've given him like so much a variety of food before like I think as he gets a bit older his taste buds will change and he will see the light that's true (laughs) yeah hopefully he won't be sort of freaked out by anything green it's like oh avocado oh (laughs) it's okay (laughs) fine it's delicious let's go on to our reader question which is and this is something that actually I I feel um I can relate to which is I'm always hungry what am I doing wrong (laughs) is this by me (laughs) (laughs) do you feel like that I mean do you feel Uh, like that more since going vegan or not it, no not really so I think it depends on like what I'm doing that day there's so many factors to it like how I'm feeling in the day what I'm doing like if I'm sitting down all day I am just constantly like I think it's because like, I need to stimulate and so I think in my brain I need to be eating um so I think definitely like try and be as active as you can and like even just go for a walk or something and just take your mind off it don't stand by the fridge don't do that <laughs> <laughs> is that what you do it's just no. stand there staring at the- <laughs> I don't do that I promise <laughs> you're lying I know <laughs> I just oh. open the fridge some days and like and I have no idea what I want and then I'll just look at it and then I'll just close the fridge I just- oh my god I think I do that too it's yeah. like it is it is hard isn't it when you're sitting at a desk all day yeah I think in terms of um actual sort of plant-based diet hunger um I had a did a little research on this and you need a variety of protein so the protein thing is 
obviously something that's thrown at vegans a lot. Where do you get your protein from? Um, And having watched a lot of videos in the past, you know, with sort of made by bodybuilders and things like that. (laughs) The point is, how often do you hear of someone suffering a protein deficiency or dying of protein deficiency or, or anything like that? It's not it's not really very common. However, if you're eating a good variety of, of plant-based protein throughout the day, it will stem your hunger. So we're talking, I mean, quinoa is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, tofu, chickpeas, cashew nuts, um, nut butter, I find good, although it's obviously quite high in fat, but you know, yeah. you need, you need fats in your diet as well. Um, but yeah, I do feel like the thing is with a plant-based diet, your body processes the plants, the vegetables and the fruit so quickly, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That you do yeah. you do perhaps need to eat more than yeah. you would on a traditional Western diet. Um, yeah, I think so. And also just like staying hydrated, like making sure that you're drinking enough water, because sometimes like I think we've had that we've said this before, like a few glasses of water and it just kind of like fills your stomach up a bit. I think also like when you are craving like a snack or something um fruit obviously the best option um hummus some celery some peppers cucumber dip it in delicious like whole grain breads rices and stuff to keep you full for longer um I feel like with fruit I'm I'm not a great fruit eater I feel like if you're in a hot Mm. country Mm, you know you're like oh yeah some you know some lovely refreshing fruit but in this country you're not generally hot enough I know what you mean I know what you mean what I've been doing the last like month is having watermelon for breakfast thinking that I'm a holiday (laughs) just pretending (laughs) just pretending but it actually like it's so nice I just love it 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 literally wakes me up and it I have watermelon and banana and that I don't know if that's advised I don't know whether that's a recommended diet but it's good. It's oh, nice no, there's breakfast. nothing wrong with that. I don't think you can go wrong with fruit and vegetables, can you? Yeah. Um, I I find that if I chop up all the fruit I've got and make it into like a fruit salad and then just mm. keep it covered in the fridge all week, then yeah. it's a bit more exciting. Sometimes you it kind is. of look at the fruit bowl and you're like, oh, an apple, yeah, oh, I know a mean. banana, and you don't really want it. And then you look in the other cup and it's like, hmm bar of chocolate or mm, pack of crisps <laughs> and and it's like well it's a no-brainer isn't it you go yeah. for the bad stuff so if you kind of food prep and think ahead and have those sort of snacks there um energy balls and things like that are good aren't they so mature mm-hmm. dates um yeah. apricots nuts, apricots yeah anything yeah. like that I make some of the um apricots uh what should I put in there apricots oats uh flax seeds some maple syrup um, and either dates or raisins, depending on what I've got. Yeah, and dates. pumpkin seeds. Blend it all up, and then um, I drizzle it with a little bit of dark chocolate, so that it's in my brain. I'm thinking I'm having a little treat. So nice, delicious. Oh, yeah, they're good. I, I need to make some of these. I've been so busy lately that I haven't really, you know. Same been... for me. I've not. I've not had a chance to make them in a while. It's hard. And if you don't have things like that on hand, then you're, you know, sometimes you end up snacking on processed food and it's yeah. all in plastic wrapping and you're like, oh God, yeah, exactly. especially when you've got kids and they're constantly hungry. So um, yeah, definitely make up some energy balls and keep those either yeah. in the freezer or the fridge. 
They're yeah, really the fr- freezing it would be a good idea because it actually, when you're doing it, it doesn't actually take that long. I think the worst part of it is like washing up. Yeah. Um, so you could do like a big batch and freeze them. I think that would be really good. Yeah, definitely. Well, next I'll be speaking to Despina Marcelou, who is a specialist in immunity. She talks about how amazing a plant-based diet is for things like long COVID, ME and any other autoimmune diseases, IBS and things like that. And just, you know, general immunity, staying healthy. So have a listen. Welcome to the podcast, Despina. How are you? Um, uh, good, thank you. What about you? You're in Greece, aren't you? So are you kind of near any wildfires at the moment? Oh, yes, yes. It's, it's, it's dramatic over um, uh, the last seven to eight days. Uh, things are getting better, uh, a little bit better right now because we, uh, the government asked help finally from other countries. So things are getting better. Right. It's so scary, isn't it? Do you, oh, yeah. do, you, do you kind of attribute this to climate change in your own mind? Well, in, in, in terms of Greece, um, I think a climate change is the, the cherry in, in, in our tarts. Um, the, 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 the governments and the government's figures are severely corrupted and, and most of the fires are caused by, uh, you know, bad actions really. Um, and we, we, we do have that, um, several years now, but due to the climate change, now it's, at it's worst. I mean, the wildfires are tremendous. We, we never had such a, wild, a wildfire since 2007. Right. I mean, whole villages were destroyed, were burned down. So it's 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 definitely mm. climate change uh, uh, is not helping yeah. at all. No, it's quite a depressing picture, isn't it? So <laughs> yeah. Let's um, let's not think about that right now. Let's <laughs> let's take ourselves away from climate change um, and talk about some positive things. So, do you want to start at the beginning and tell us about your journey and how you got into um, you know specialising in immune health? Well, specialising in immune health was uh, by chance. Actually, <laughs> I was I was uh, making a research about my master's degrees like fifteen years ago, and um, I was looking where should I specialise in diabetes or maybe uh, nutritional medicine or something else. And a chief dietitian, Scottish chief dietitian, which I I, I love her. Uh, she 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 used to be my mentor. Uh, told me, Despina, you should go for autoimmunity. And when I heard the, the, the word back then, I was like, autoimmunity? What nutrition has to do with autoimmunity? Yeah. Because back then I was working in Doncaster, the acute setting, as a dietitian. So all, all, most, most, most of the time I was going to the patient with an autoimmune disease like celiac disease or Crohn's disease. And I was like, okay, this is the diagnosis. Uh, you should incorporate more fruit and vegetables, try to have a balanced diet and, and, and bless you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think that the, uh, my master's degree uh, helped me a lot 
when I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, which was ironic because it was uh, back then where I took the deep dive uh, in order to see how autoimmunity can be reversed or at least significantly reduce uh, my symptoms um, uh, with nutrition. So the deep dive was unfortunately when I was diagnosed with autoimmunity myself. It's so strange, isn't it, that you were studying it and then diagnosed. So what kind of symptoms did you experience? Well, I was diagnosed with uh, Graves' disease, um, is autoimmune uh, uh, thyroiditis. So I was uh, feeling fatigue all the time. I had, um, I was very moody as well. I had <laughs> um, uh, muscle pain, uh, uh, severely uh, brain fog. I couldn't, I couldn't even walk. Uh, so I knew that uh, something was not happening right. And, it, and, and you're so right. It's so disappointed because during my master's degree, uh, we didn't focus so much uh, in uh, nutrition. Okay, uh, plant-based nutrition was never mentioned in my, in, in my master's degree. It's only ketogenic diets and, and Mediterranean diet, but we were not focusing on uh, so much on how to reverse autoimmunity. Yeah. Um, and this is, yes, this is a bit disappointed. So, yeah. It's something that's very close to my heart because my sister has ME. So, um, I'm forever sort of looking for, you know, new ways to help her. Um, so, at what point did you kind of adopt a, a presumably you're, you eat a whole food, plant based diet now? Mm -hmm. What point did you kind of take the plunge? Uh, it was. A bit difficult for me uh, because as a dietitian and as a Mediterranean person, I, I always believe that Mediterranean, Mediterranean nutrition is the nutrition that uh, we should all follow. And it's, 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 it's true because if you look back in the 60s, Mediterranean nutrition was a mostly plant-based nutrition. So they're quite similar with the plant-based nutrition. Yeah. But the Mediterranean nutrition as it is now and as I was following it back then was not... Mediterranean nutrition. I had lots of cheese and eggs. And, you know, food, especially in Mediterranean people, is part of socializing. So I couldn't imagine myself going on a whole plant-based food diet at all. If you uh, ask me the same question like uh, 10 years ago, I would say, no, I could never go vegan. And, and uh, since the symptoms after I had thyroidectomy, were not improved. And after my second pregnancy, I was also diagnosed with uh, multiple vertigo throughout the day. And the doctors went crazy on me. They were suggesting that I might have multiple sclerosis, uh, that I might uh, should take antidepressants or whatever. Yeah. I took the big step. So I went on a whole plant-based diet. Um, and I'm fantastic since then. So have you, all your symptoms cleared up? Or Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? Within a year. Within a year, all of my symptoms uh, disappeared. The biggest challenge for me was to quit cheese because I'm, I'm such a cheese lover. And when I said to myself, okay, you should try for a month, say no to cheese. This was the best thing I have ever done in my whole life. Wow. Uh, I start feeling myself again, if, if, if you know what I mean, if you yeah. know where I'm coming from. Because with with the Mediterranean, with the semi-vegetarian nutrition that I was following previously, I could see some improvement, improvements for sure. But I was not there exactly. I was not feeling myself in a way. And with the whole plant-based diets, I, I, I could see me. Amazing. It was such a 
fantastic story, isn't it? Let's talk about gut health, because there's a lot of science coming out that's kind of linking immunity and gut health. How does this work for someone who's not scientific like me? Um, So we do know that uh, people that are suffering from autoimmunity and chronic inflammation are suffering uh, mostly from uh, gut dysbiosis. Gut dysbiosis is actually more pathogenic bacteria in the gut um, uh, than good bacteria. So that's the thing. The reason for that uh, could be lots of reasons. Um, uh, One of the reasons that I'm now um, uh, researching is trauma. Uh, physical or emotional trauma can, can trigger autoimmunity. And, and most people with trauma had either irritable bowel syndrome or inflammatory bowel disease or um, problems with the, their immunity. Uh, so uh, whatever the reason, because autoimmune disease um, have multifactorial etiology, it's not about the genes only. Some people will say, oh, it's genetic. No, it's not genetic. Genet- genes plays a role, which is quite important, but the most significant role is our guts. And we do know that because um, all studies have shown that we are more bacteria than genes. So our guts is populated by many uh, friendly or unfriendly bacteria that uh, they live together happily until autoimmunity or chronic inflammation. So this is gut dysbiosis. So the research now is saying that if we offer to ourselves in terms of nutrition uh, more fiber, um, uh, different types of fiber, not only a specific type of fiber, different types of fiber, uh, diversity and uh, lots of uh, plants like fruits and vegetables and uh, pulses and all the variety and all the goodness from the plants like phytonutrients, adioxid, dance and all, all the goodness. So it's, it's, it's the Greek, you know, I'm trying to translate from... You're from doing Greek a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your support. Yeah, no, don't worry um, about that. I can't speak a word of Greek. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if we offer more fiber and more diversity um, uh, to our diet with plants, uh, then um, there are lots of beneficial bacteria that are produced um, and they offer anti-inflammatory effects uh, and de- tumorigenic, antimicrobial effects. So that's good for the whole body. And we know that gut at the end is connected with many parts of our body, with our brain, with our adrenal, thyroids, with our lung, even for COVID. Uh, gut uh, plays a significant role for COVID-19. So if uh, we, uh, you know, um, have a chance to uh, put the gut into tests and um, make it thrive through plants, then we we have a better health and a better immunity. So are there any specific foods that you'd recommend, you know, for someone who's kind of following a mostly plant-based whole food diet already, is there anything specific that you think would be good? And how often should we, should we be eating these things? Presumably we can't just kind of have sauerkraut a couple of times a year, a year and think, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm great oh, now. <laughs> Um, well, I, I usually suggest uh, seasonal uh, fruits and vegetables because it's quite important, even from for uh, planet-wise. Okay, we yeah. don't want fruits and vegetables travel from all over the world. Okay, so seasonal uh, should be fantastic and and different types. I prefer color. 
um, in uh, my plates and my patients' plates. And I usually um, uh, suggest them to, to go for uh, six to seven different uh, vegetables. So, for instance, if you go for a nice um, summer salad and you put some green leafy vegetables, some cherry tomatoes, some walnuts, uh, some avocado, some sauerkraut, uh, it's, it's fantastic, this, this diversity of the plant. It doesn't matter how, how um, big the bowl will be, how much you will have in terms of volume, but it's the diversity you should have, all the different um, vegetables that you should have uh, in your plate. It really is sort of eat the rainbow, isn't it, the, the saying, yeah. as the saying so goes. Um, what about kind of processed foods? I mean, for someone who is concerned about immunity or, or you know, illness, how, how much can we get away with in terms of eating the bad things? Um, well, I, I, I truly believe that people with uh, having been diagnosed with um, autoimmunity should avoid all processed foods. I know it's very difficult for them because I've been to, to, to their place and having the diagnosis is a quite shocking um, event for them. So uh, in order to convince someone to say, okay, no processed foods, uh, no meat and meat products, it's, it's quite shocking <laughs> social-wise as well. Um, so I would say avoid them all. And to be honest, I'm quite strict once I'm, I'm getting uh, to know better my patient. And yeah. um, I'm, I'm not saying only avoid processed foods. I'm saying avoid specific brands as well that are advertised continuously by uh, the mass media. It's difficult, isn't it? Going back to my sister, um, she's got, you know, four children. She's working it's uh, I mean very difficult for her to cook and make everything from scratch say she wants say she she wants a I don't know a snack or a biscuit it's it's hard to sort of keep on top of it isn't it and have all those things pre-made pre-prepared for when you want them so it is yeah it's very hard um what do we need to think about when switching to a plant-based diet when it comes to things like autoimmune disease IBS things like that is there anything we need to bear in mind well, uh, some people are getting along fine by switching to a plant-based disease um, with no problems. I mean, I have patients with ulcerative colitis going from um, omnivore diet to plant-based diet with no problems at all, uh, no digestive issues. But there are uh, people with autoimmunity or irritable bowel syndrome that they do have digestive distress, lots of bloating, pain, lots of gas. Um, and it's normal. Uh, to be honest, uh, because it's it's the response uh, of our gut to try to manipulate uh, this new element, fiber. Okay, so it's trying to thrive through fiber, and of course, it's going to give us the symptoms. So we have to listen to those symptoms and not put the symptoms back to sleep. Because if we listen to the symptoms, uh, then we are in a very good way um, uh, try to, to, to help our health. So uh, by introducing fiber gradually or uh, combining specific foods in order to um, uh, minimize the, the bloating, for instance, uh, is, is a good way um, to go for a start. Yeah. Okay. So what kind of foods would you combine then to sort of minimize those effects? Because I know I suffered from those when I went vegan. Okay. okay. <laughs> so let's say that uh, you have um, a porridge in the morning. Okay. So you have uh, your nice plant-based milk and you have your oat that has been soaked overnight, which is very important in order to be uh, more friendly 
um, uh, for your um, uh, gastrointestinal tract. And you have put a banana, let's say. It's more friendly a breakfast instead of having, let's say, uh, plant-based milk with oats and three different types of foods and walnuts, okay? And gradually add uh, the nuts uh, you're comfortable with at the beginning and the fruits, you know, gradually add those uh, fruits and nuts that uh, you need to do. Uh, or, for instance, if you have vegetable soup, so if you put like sweet potato, like potato, carrot, and, and, and pumpkin, uh, like yellow pumpkin is a fantastic alternative instead of putting like 10 different vegetables and, um, you know, vegetables that uh, you probably are going to trigger some bloating, which again is normal. Okay, but it, it feels like uncomfortable at the beginning. So um, starting with such combinations and gradually, eventually you will get there to the diversity. We don't want you to stop there. We don't want you to stop to a point that you just feel comfortable and you say to yourself, okay, I'm fine with five plants in, in my life. No, we want more. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So start simple and then kind of build it up as you go along and soaking, like you say, soaking things such such as nuts and oats and seeds and things helps you to digest pulses. Yeah. So beans and things like that. Yeah. That's a good tip. Um, Going back to COVID-19, which you mentioned, I know a recent study um, came out, didn't it? That said that um, a plant-based diet can stop are suffering from severe disease from COVID. Mm-hmm. How can mm-hmm. we how can we sort of spread this message? Because you know, people aren't talking about it, are they? At least not in the mainstream media. Oh yeah, I think the the, the message is has spread already. It's speeding. Really? <laughs> if you see uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you see studies in UK, at least 20% of uh, residents, UK residents, switched to um, a mostly plant-based diet at the beginning of COVID. Or Germany. Germany um, reads 50% of sales in alternative uh, meat, meat alternatives. Um, and also, you, you probably have seen veganery. Yeah, uh, yeah, reads, you know, a very good point. So I think that the message is there. I, I, I truly believe that um, most um, health professional needs to be uh, more educated about plant-based because those are the people that provide evidence-based um, uh, research and, uh, and studies in order to, you know, provide the evidence to spread the message. Yeah. So education in uh, more uh, health professionals, education in our patients, in family, because at the at the end of the day, we should start to evolve into uh, better people, more caring, um, who take into account their consequences, including their food choices. Um, and because the government figures and the mass media providing providing again and again uh, misinformed. Um, studies and we do have all these advertisements with processed foods with health claims lots of health claims uh, such as a can of soda can open happiness for instance (laughs) or yeah yeah this is a health claim that I don't know how is is going on again and again I know and yeah we should we should start um act um and 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 spread the message I think uh, health professionals and uh, all activists are doing a very a tremendous, um, uh, you know, uh, effort and a very good job in, in doing this at the moment. 
Well, that's good to hear. We, we need a bit of positivity. I feel like I oh, scroll, yeah. scroll through the news at the moment and it's all kind of fires and floods and, oh, yeah. you know, terrible things going on in the world. So, um, yeah, we need your hopeful outlook, I think, Spina. <laughs> um, just to finish, what are a few of your favourite dishes? I mean, presumably all your cooking is kind of Mediterranean Greek, oh, yeah. whole food. <laughs> So, um, yeah, give us us some sun-starved Brits some ideas for what to cook for dinner. Okay, I liked some uh, whole grain pasta with uh, green pesto, green rocket pesto, and some uh, cherry cherry tomatoes and spring lover, some cannabis seeds or some walnuts. Sounds good. For instance. Um, I like a lot of the Greek salads, but uh, in my way. So I put like uh, lots of uh, peppers, different colors, cucumber, cherry tomatoes, uh, oregano, curcumin, pepper. Um, also, I put hummus instead of feta. Oh, lovely. Um, and I like, yeah, yeah. Um, and I like also carob bread that is uh, quite high in calcium, which I love it. Okay. Um and also Mediterranean plates, uh, you know, now that is seasonal is aubergines, but instead of cheese, uh, we tend with uh, our family to spring in some uh, walnuts uh, again. Um, you know, nice, easy, comfortable yeah. foods, comfy foods. Sounds delicious. I've I've been to Greece a few times, sort of back in my twenties, and um, all right. Now I now I've got children. We tend to sort of just go camping and <laughs> pouring <laughs> things like that. But I'm hoping to get back to Greece at some point. But yeah, the Greek salad was my you know absolute favorite with those lovely yeah, olives and things. So yeah, yeah, olives, olives. Yeah, I might have to make well, a Greek come salad along again. Come along. <laughs> I have two boys. I'll come and see you. Oh, lovely. Well, thank you so much for chatting to us today. It's been, um, it's been fantastic. And hopefully anyone with autoimmune disease or any kind of difficulties like that will have, you know, taken inspiration. If you'd like more information, you can head over to Despina's website, which is feedyourimmunity.com. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um, there's lots of information on there. Thank you so much, Holly, for having me in uh, your podcast. It uh, was uh, fantastic. I was expecting it uh, because you, you, your podcast is like a little star to, to what, what's happening right now in Greece. So thank you so much. Thanks for joining us this week. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it with a friend or pop us a review on your platform of choice. We'd be really thrilled if you did. You can also follow us on Instagram at Simply Vegan Podcast and at Vegan Food and Living. Next week, I'll be speaking to Benita Bagri, who founded Labant London, which specializes in luxury vegan handbags. She talks about her love of animals and the planet and the reasons we should all give up leather. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.